shooting. Skimmer Way near Lakewood, Charles 478, Tango. Thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Now the always entertaining Chris Zebalero and the Ted Nugent of EMS, Kelly Grayson. You know, I got to tell you, I just love that music. I mean, that music tells us that it's time to go inside EMS. One of the things we need to do is we probably need to come up with some contest that we could put some words to that music. But here's the creative side of the team, our good friend Kelly Grayson. Kelly, how are you? I'm fine, man. I'm I'm capital. Uh, that that music sings to my soul. Chris. It, does. it does. Don't you need, think that we should have a, a we should have a, we should it have a contest, lyrics. a lyrics. Yeah. You know, so something, everybody will think about, about it. How, how awesome Kelly is, and how I how yeah. I hold Chris oh up every God. week. Something oh like God. that. You know? We're starting something off early, truthful. aren't we? We're starting off early. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe we could come up with an EMS one T-shirt or an EMS one coin or something like that. But yeah, let's think yeah, about so. the, the the premise of a, a, a contest of putting words to our. Uh, to our beginning uh, music and we'll see how that works out but kelly how things with you good it's it's good man getting uh my my emt class is is uh going apace we're uh we're working out the bugs and figuring out the best way to do a a hybrid emt program broadcast to multiple sites which is something i've never done before and uh but um we're we're figuring out uh the best way to do it and uh next week i'm going to uh the initial assessment conference in Lake Placid, New York. Really looking forward to, to going up to Lake Placid and seeing that beautiful country and, and uh, hanging out with those guys. It's going to be a great conference. Yeah, upstate New York is really a cool place to be. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah. just... Yeah, we're it's it's we're staying an extra couple of days just to drive around and, and see the sights. Yeah, awesome, man. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And one of the things that uh, you we've talked about before is this hybrid course. If you could just give us, what's the one thing that you just learned that uh, kind of takes you out of the traditional mode? The probably the biggest change for me in a hybrid course is is, is the whole flipped classroom concept that we're doing. Uh, I, I've got to get away from the mode of, of lecturing uh, and, and standing at a, at a whiteboard and, and expounding my knowledge uh, because that really doesn't help. I can be entertaining and, and – Well, how come you're not entertaining for the show? How come you're not no, – I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but uh, I can be entertaining and educational for an hour at a time, uh, but it is somewhat more difficult – uh, doing it broadcast over an internet connection, and um, most of this, the, at least half the class, is, is self-paced online learning. So uh, I wind up repeating some of what is uh, some of what is, these people have already mastered in the class. Oh, I may I think it's yeah. important, but they may have already uh, already mastered that material. So I waste a little classroom time doing that. So I think the the next step we're going to do is to make really extensive use of the uh, ask your instructor email uh, function in our learning management system and have everyone as they go through uh, their lessons each week uh, to email me with any questions, concerns, uh, or or anything needing clarification from their homework and their self-study. And I will focus my my classroom presentations, my active learning exercises exclusively on those things. So we can do Exactly what I intended to do, uh, which is is fill in the blanks and augment the things that the book doesn't cover very well or doesn't cover very uh, clearly and understandably. So sure. we're gonna we're gonna see how that works, and and hopefully it'll it'll get a lot better. So when is the class over? 
July the 29th, okay. we are going to we're going to have a uh, National Registry Examiner workshop for our for uh, we're going to select a cadre of instructors and put them through an examiner's workshop. And on the 29th, we're going to have our our state national registry rep come up and, and administer the practical exam. And these guys will be done, ready to go take their written, their computer-based exam. Sure. Well, one of the things to think about is as we come on every week, maybe you can give us an update about this and how you're learning it as you go. Because I think that there are a lot of educators out there that want to move into this flip model but may not know how to do it. So as you're learning it, uh, you know, maybe we can learn from your, you know, the scars yeah. that you're picking up along the way and and uh, maybe that helps the next guy. We'll we'll have we'll have a couple of students on too, you know, some maybe some that prefer the traditional method and how they're adapting and and some that prefer the the new flipped classroom method and and what they like about it. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. But uh we got a guest for the guest table, Kelly, and yeah. you know, one of the things one of the things I think that we've talked about and I think that, you know, we're really becoming I I think the you know, the, the venue for people to come on to talk about their projects and to talk about their innovations. And, you know, there, there's a new, there's a new sheriff in town and then creating a, a EMS uh, or a Firebase comic. And I'm going to let you introduce him and let's get him here to talk about uh, what's going on. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is a new, uh, um, frequent EMS feature. Uh, or a frequent EMS one feature from uh, Linwood Brown the third. Uh, Lenny writes the frequent flyers or draws the frequent flyers cartoon for EMS one, and uh, I'm sitting here looking at his his uh, his Skype avatar and and trying not to giggle. It's it's Deadpool in a fireman's outfit. He's wearing a fireman's hat and his Halligan tool and everything, but it's Deadpool. It's awesome. Uh, Lenny, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I got to tell you, I mean, once we saw, you know, what you're trying to do, um, I, I think it's really interesting that people are now getting more innovative within our career field, and we kind of talked about it. So uh, before we start, Lenny, maybe you could just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, a little bit about your background. Yeah, well, uh, I've been a firefighter EMT probably for 10 or 13 years now uh, and, and kind of worked my way through the ranks. I, I had a full-time job being a, a graphic designer. Uh, had a whole nother career and uh, fell in love with the fire service, which led to uh, becoming an EMT, falling in love with EMS, and, and ultimately quitting my life as a graphic designer and, and becoming a, a, a career firefighter EMT. Um, you know, it only made sense for me to sort of combine what I wanted to do, which is draw all the time, with the thing that I love the most, which is fire and EMS, and uh, and make it into something. So I started doing uh, Jake's, which is just a comic about firefighters. Uh, and and that evolved into uh, doing a separate strip for uh, you know EMS based uh, I guess stories issues things like that so uh, it's it's been a lot of fun yeah reading your your uh, cartoons man they uh, they hit the sweet spot of of every uh, EMS humor um, endeavor I guess uh, you'd say or they hit the sweet spot of EMS humor they kind of take the mundane everything everyday things that we uh, we take for granted in EMS and give it a, a humorous twist and, and allow us to, uh, to kind of laugh at the things that we, we wouldn't normally find humor in um, how much of your 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 cartoons uh, are kind of therapeutic for you to help you deal with the, the stresses of, of working as a firefighter and EMT definitely like 110 uh. <laughs> percent I thought there's a you'd certainly have to hold back quite a bit because uh, I guess 
you know, a long time ago, somebody told me, somebody in the profession told me that, you know, there was a, there was a time and a place for certain conversations to happen and, and they weren't necessarily in, in the public's eye. So, you know, you kind of hang on to that stuff and, and save it for later. So, um, you know, after, after you parse it and you, you hang out with the guys and girls back at the station and sort that out, there's still a little left over. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of focus some of that effort and, and energy into doing some of these comics and, you know, maybe it's helping somebody out, but you know, at least we'll get a little smirk out of it if nothing else. So when you talk about, you know, your two loves, of course, of graphic design and, and, you know, public safety, fire and EMS, I mean, what made you come up with the idea for the cartoon, for the comic? I mean, was it something you always had in mind? Was it that you were just kind of doodling and you said, Hey, let me try to put some of these thoughts together. I mean, how did it come about? Well, uh, Graph design was sort of a byproduct of uh, coming out of college with a with a fine art degree. I originally wanted to be a Walt Disney animator, so I've always been drawing like cartoon characters, nonstop creating characters, things like that. So uh, doodling was just a, a regular thing for me. And and when I started started getting involved with the fire service and with EMS, I started just kind of drawing cartoon characters. Uh, you know, of different stuff going on and write down little scripts and things like that. I'm by no means a writer. Uh, and, I, and I think I'm sorting my way through through figuring that part out. But um, the art, the drawing part, always came very easy and, and very natural. So, you know, I, I lean on that to uh, hopefully tell a big part of the story, too. Well, you know, I... I, I would I would uh, I would quibble with your categorization of yourself as as not a writer. Maybe you don't uh, you use the written word, but uh, you're you're at the very least like uh, all the good cartoonists. You're a good storyteller. Uh, you just use a visual medium to tell the story. Um, you know, uh, guys like Paul Combs and and Steve Barry that write these uh, write EMS and fire cartoons that that no one else gets. You know, the people the people in our profession watch uh, read them and 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 giggle fiendishly and and people that are not in the profession kind of wonder what we're finding so funny uh and yours hit that spot as well but uh they um they tell a great story and and uh, i'm i'm becoming a, a pretty big fan man well appreciate it i'm glad somebody's glad somebody's reading it as yeah, i mean there's just one person out there so i mean <laughs> we'll need to we'll need to talk when my when i'm ready to release my book i may need some some chapter art and stuff and we'll we'll, we'll collaborate and hook up you know, Lenny, so, I mean, Kelly brings up a good point, though. He, you know, he talks about, and I looked at it as well, and, I, and there were some that I found, uh, you know, funny, and some that you could really relate to. Is your message with this, are you trying to make it a comic? You know, are you trying to make it funny? Are you, are you trying to send messages about, I mean, so what's the vision for, you know, the comic as you look to move forward? I guess I'll be honest. The guys back at the station think I'm a horrible storyteller. Like I can't tell a joke to save my life. Uh, so, so the joke telling part is is pretty difficult. But the the story's there, and I think something's funny. Something funny is in a lot of these stories. Um, so some of it is is sort of the levity and, and trying to make make fun of ourselves. Mostly me, because most of the funny things are something stupid I did. Um, but the uh, I guess I want to. I always wanted to leave it open for. Uh, the opportunity to to sort of talk about the dark side of things. You know, we all have our ghosts in our closet, and and that'll come out in some of the strips. And and we're all dealing with some some inner turmoil of some kind, whether it's moral versus ethical issues, or uh, you know, those inner demons, or, or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to poke at at some of that stuff too. So not all of them will be necessarily funny. Some of them will probably be a little bit serious and, and I don't know, for lack of better words, sad. Uh, and and I'm really gonna try to push on getting a little more, I guess, a little more education in there too. Uh, you know, EMS is one of those one of those professions that that changes quite a bit. Whether right. you know CPR changes every or yeah, every rapidly. thirty minutes, uh, <laughs> and they're back and forth, but. You know, uh, uh, having a script swapping, about some of that. Yeah, if you're swapping out compressors every thirty minutes, uh, Lynn, you're you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I say I say I'm still good after thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. My, you're a macho firefighter. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now, th- does your does the comic take? Um, and I'm I'm sorry, Kelly, to be jumping your question, but no, no, go ahead. Does a does the comic take on with one specific character? Is it going to be you know kind of like a Blondie? Is it going to be kind of like a, a Marmaduke? I mean, is it going to be like one character we're going to follow, or is it just kind of whatever you feel is uh, popping up that day? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Blondie and Marmaduke. Dude, right, you are dating yourself so bad. Those are my favorite comics, man. Blondie what are you trying to do? Marmaduke. What's oh, your favorite God. comic? Oh well, Calvin and Hobbes. There's Bloom. Yeah, County. those aren't that old. Calvin and Hobbes. They they've been around forever. Yeah, but not near as long <laughs> as as Blondie and Marmaduke. For goodness' sakes, next thing you tell us, you be you're a faithful reader of Family Circus. That's I don't right. think they still do. They still run Blondie and Marmaduke. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Well, I don't they, think so. I know where to find them, no. so both of you guys. A, I was I, dedicated Farside and Calvin and Hobbes. We'll now be disconnecting the call now yeah. for. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, are you going to follow? Is it going to be one uh, character, or is it? I mean, how's that going to work? I think I have like sort of a uh, a family of six or seven that kind of rotate in and out and play different different parts, but none of them have names. Uh, I haven't I haven't really gone down that road yet, and I'm not really sure if I want to or if I don't or or how to how to sort of deal with that. I didn't really plan it out very well, to be honest, uh, as far as that's concerned, but. Um, I think it's just going to be uh, nameless characters for a while and, and see how that goes. And, and everybody's just going to sort of, I guess, figure out who they are in the, uh, in the strip. Well, you know, in, in, in Steve's uh, cartoons and in Paul Combs, and those, those guys don't have character names. I think you, you get a feel for who Steve Barry's character is in, in his cartoons. But, but I think the, the star of the show is more the situation and how people react to it rather than a, a particular character. Um, and uh, that, that's the sense that I get from, from uh, uh, Lenny's cartoons. Is, you know, I read frequent flyers. It's, it's, the, it's the funny situations that are the real star of the show, not necessarily uh, one particular character. Yeah, I mean, if you need the idea for a character, though, think about a Cajun podcaster who sits in his beanbag chair naked with Shinerbach beer eating Cheetos every time he does a podcast. So, yeah, th- that's really an inside joke, yeah. Lenny. That's how that's your new hero. That's, that's right. Your new hero to your, you know, I, I expect an, a, a, a cartoon soon devoted to that particular character. That's how, Kel- that's how Kelly records the show every week. So that's, that's what I'm describing. So he, we did sort of work out the idea that this was going to happen before before we went on air. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on this character. There we're you go. It, we're gonna make it happen. There you go. Awesome, awesome. Now let, let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit, Lenny, because I think one of the things that was really impressive was you used Kickstarter 
to get this project underway and, and help get funded. And, you know, there are a lot of EMS agencies, a lot of fire agencies out there that may have projects that they want to complete and Kickstarter may be a way to do that. So why don't you give us a little background about how that worked? Yeah, absolutely. So Kickstarter is, is I guess, the original and crowd crowdfunding. Uh, Indiegogo and GoFundMe uh, kind of popped up after the fact, but Kickstarter sort of... Um, I guess the the beginnings of it all, and, and they really support sort of the the indie projects, so the uh, self published self published books or um, whatever it might be. Uh, so so I gravitated toward that. I had backed a, a number of projects on Kickstarter, so I, I felt familiar with it, uh, and kind of kind of modeled mine after a couple other successful Kickstarter programs. Uh, and, and basically, all I wanted to do was get enough money to to print. You know, a few books, so I could I could have a copy of the book for one. But a few of my friends were asking, and, and a couple other folks were asking. So, uh, you know, it just went through the process of figuring out how much how much these things would cost, how much it would cost to ship. Uh, and I'm pretty anal when it comes to to laying out all this stuff. So I had spreadsheets everywhere, calculating postage and international this and that, and and came up with whatever the magic number was and and put it out there. So I asked for twenty five hundred dollars uh, to mm-hmm. print. A bunch of books, um, and the books were, you know, the low end was was thirty dollars, and then kind of sweetened the deal by by adding uh, different different pieces of artwork or prints or uh, things like that, and kind of up the price in some areas to try to get a little bit more dough. Um, fortunately, everybody jumped on board and it, and it funded successfully. But um, you know, looking looking when I was doing the research to get into Kickstarter. Um, Kickstarter says only 10% of all their projects fail. Um, but I was wow. flipping, th- yeah. And I was flipping through and I was like, all right, well, how many, what's my competition? So when you type in EMT or paramedic in the, in the actual search, uh, on Kickstarter, there aren't that many projects. So, uh, I just looked up paramedic now. There's only 24 projects total in the life of Kickstarter, which has been well over five years. So I think it's definitely an underutilized <laughs> tool. So if somebody has a great idea for uh, for flashcards or for uh, you know a tool or something like that, uh, even challenge coins, some of those have been successful on Kickstarter. So there's I think there's opportunity there. I'm I'm thinking about uh, a Kickstarter for a uh, special uh, electronic filter that will uh, that will remove Sevalero from all of our podcast recordings. I think that would be uh, that would be a hit. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So how? Yeah. So thank you both, you guys. So this is a tech Chris day. So how easy was it for you to, um, you know, to navigate through that? I mean, is it is it a is it a tough process? Is it, you know, do you have to make sure it's like writing a grant that you know you have to dot your eyes and cross your t's? I mean, how easy is it to use Kickstarter? It's actually um, super easy to use Kickstarter. Now, as far as how to make it successful, I've only done one, so I don't know what the secret is. Um, somebody uh, on YouTube, because I watched about a thousand of those videos on how to make a successful Kickstarter through YouTube videos. Uh, you know, they said to make a video, so I made a video. They said to tell you know tell an honest story of of who you are and what you want to do. So I made the video about that, and then threw in a couple pictures on the on the website, um, and it was ready to go. It, it really was. There are very few things you can change after the fact, so you kind of have to plan it out ahead of time. But once you're there. There's not a whole lot of lot to do other than other than the constant PR and and like beg borrow and deal to get people to go to the 
to the Kickstarter site and yeah. support the project. That's when the real work happens. So, so now that you met your funding goal, um, what's the timeline on, on publication of the first Frequent Flyers book? My goal was to have a book in hand uh, the first week of June. So I'm kind of under the gun, but in my case, it's real easy because almost all of the comics were already done. So I have 86, 87 comics. It's going to be almost 100 pages of of comics and uh, other drawings in the book itself. So all that stuff was done. It was just a matter of putting it all into a, a layout and getting it off to the printer. So okay. I'll be done. I'll be done with that tonight, tomorrow, I think, and then uh, then that's it. Wait for the, I'll be, the books. I'll be uh, I'll be one of your first customers. I'm gonna. I think I'm I'm gonna buy some for uh, for uh, the, the higher performing. Uh, EMT students in my class. What a great of, idea! A graduation, yeah. graduation gift. You know, yeah, that's I've, an awesome idea, I've, Kelly. Yeah, I've, I've done Mark Manwaring prints in the past, and and some of Steve's books, and and this will this will be a nice little touch for uh, welcome people into EMS. It sure will. Well, Lenny Brown, I got to tell you, man, this has been an awesome experience, and and I think that you have a great project, and and we're looking forward to it. That you're creating something that uh, I, I think is going to be around for a long time. And I think it's going to be very successful. Well, I hope so, and I appreciate it. And thanks again for having me on. And 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 I really enjoy what you two have been doing with the podcast. I, I had a chance this morning to listen to about ten or twenty, and I, I poke in and out every month or so. And uh, you guys certainly make uh, learning some new stuff and keeping up with the news and and just the day to day banter uh, a whole lot more fun. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's uh, beaten up on on my friends. Yeah, well, I mean, you hear what he said, Kelly? That both of us. Yeah, both, both of, us. of us. Both of us. Well, <laughs> I'm sure uh, after I sign off, Chris will Chris will pay you the money he promised you, Lenny. Don't worry. <laughs> well, check. Yeah, us he in the said mail. he'd buy like 400 books on the That's side. right. Yeah, check, that's right. It's going to be a bestseller <laughs> off of me. But uh, but before we close, before I hand it over to you, close. Uh, I think you got a personal message you want to share, Kelly. So why don't you go ahead and throw that out to the listeners? Yeah, on the uh, on the subject of of Kickstarter and, and crowdfunding stuff, I want to I want to send a shout out to a couple of uh, uh, brother paramedics, and uh, one of whom is a is a loyal Inside EMS uh, listener, um, uh, Jonathan Walker, uh, Nacogdoches, Texas, was involved in a pretty severe ambulance accident, and he's in the ICU right now uh, in Nacogdoches. Uh, left the road on the and uh, hit a tree uh, on the back end of a uh, of a forty eight hour shift in the wee wee hours of the morning. I don't know if he uh, uh, if he um, dozed off at the wheel or if there was something else involved. We don't know the details of it. All I know is is that uh, I've spent some 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 time hanging out with Scooby, and he's a great guy. And we hope for his uh, for his full and speedy recovery. And um, at the same time, on Mother's Day. Uh, one of our Acadian paramedics, Brian DeSormo, uh, was uh, on a call, and uh, he was struck. He and his partner and a patient were injured, and Brian and his partner fairly severely. Uh, they were struck from behind by a driver going about 95, who caused the ambulance to, to uh, slide sideways. And when a wheel went off the pavement, they rolled it four times and pretty much demolished the ambulance and, and hurt Brian and his partner very severely. Um, and Brian's going to have a long road of recovery ahead. So I'd kind of, there is a GoFundMe campaign for Brian's, uh, living expenses and and such while he's, he's, uh, 
um, out of commission, um, and we'll put that up in the show notes. But I want to wish both of those guys a quick and speedy recovery and, and uh, let them know, uh, both know that we're praying for them, and uh, we hope they get better soon. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that, you know, we hear uh, when we hear these things happen, uh, we really don't want our peers to be in the situation. You know, certainly we're in the ICU, and uh, certainly our prayers from everyone here at Inside EMS and, you know, anything that we can do, uh, you know, to help. But but this is where now we have to step up as a career field and help our peers Mm -hmm. that are in uh, um, a bad way. And, uh, you know, Kelly says it all the time that this is where we uh, fail, or, you know, take second behind our police and our fire brethren. But we do it one step at a time. I mean, if everybody in EMS, you know, gave 50 cents or a dollar to, you know, the, the, the GoFundMe campaigns, uh, you know, to help our peers, um, there's not going to be any worries. And, and uh, you know, if we can help uh, bring awareness to that and certainly... Uh, you know, to your friends, Kelly, uh, all the prayers and hopefully for a speedy recovery. Exactly. It doesn't, ultimately, it doesn't matter uh, what the color of your uniform shirt and the logo on the side of your ambulance is. We all wear the same patch. We all do the same job. And uh, we're all brothers in this together and we need to support each other. So I would encourage people to uh, support um, Scooby and, and Brian and, and pray for their speedy recovery. And if you've got a few, uh, a few dollars to chip in, please do so. But that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. We'd like to hear what you think about uh, Lenny's uh, cartoon, uh, Frequent Flyers. Um, and email us at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Ciballero and our special guest this week, Linwood Brown III, I'm Kelly Grayson. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS.